Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and you're listening to Grace to Your World, a teaching ministry focused on providing an understanding of God's grace, which will empower you to change your world and live the overcoming life. Now, to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubinministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. And so you take your attention away from your performance and you behold Jesus and you behold uh, who he's made you to be. Uh, you behold him in the word. Amen. You see in the word. When you see him in the word, you see who, he, who he's made you to be in him. And the more you do that, the more grace is now teaching you. The more the spirit of grace is at work on the inside of you. And man, what he does is he takes away those ungodly desires. And so in other words... The way grace teaches you to deny ungodliness and and worldly lust is not by you struggling uh, to not have any of that. Uh, No, friend, it's it's by him working on the inside of you and and ultimately uh, him uh, taking away uh, those desires. And so in other words, you know, one day you just find find yourself, uh, you know, the stuff that you used to want to do, you just don't want to do it anymore. Uh, you know, one day you'll, you'll, you'll find yourself, man, I just don't have uh, the desire to smoke weed anymore. <laughs> Praise God. You know, uh, it, it's just gone. Uh, you know, you may be doing that thing and, and smoking weed. Now, I'm just going to be real with you. <laughs> I'm just going to be real with you guys. You may be doing that and, 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 and all that. But, you know, the more that Jesus, the more that the Holy Ghost is at work on the inside of you, gradually, man, the, 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 the fulfillment that came with that is gone. <laughs> you know, he's, he's literally taking away the joy. You know, you might find yourself, you know, doing that thing, uh, smoking that thing. <laughs> uh, but, you know, all of a sudden you're like, man, this just doesn't uh, feel as good anymore. You know, uh, well, man, you know, I'm going to be real with you. Once you've gotten high on the Holy Ghost, Friend, once you've gotten high on the Holy Ghost, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's very, very, very hard uh, to find any satisfaction in that counterfeit stuff. <laughs> Amen. And so what you need is a dose of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And, 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 and that's what's going to set you free from that addiction. That's what's going to set you free uh, from that bondage. Uh, that's the same way that he helps you uh, to clean up your language. You know, a lot of people struggle. Uh, with, with, with language, you know, you may work very hard, uh, you know, like, Alex, praise God, I'm born again, I'm in Christ, uh, I'm not going to cuss anymore, I will not cuss today, and then, you know, you work hard, it's like, don't cuss, don't cuss, don't cuss, don't cuss, don't cuss, and before you know it, man, whoop, there it is, amen, uh, now I'm just being real, uh, people can relate to this, amen, but here's, here's how grace teaches you, the more, man, that you just behold Jesus, you know, you fall short. Uh, Thank you, Lord, that you love me. Thank you, Lord, that your blood cleanses me. Thank you that you've already forgiven me. And then you behold Jesus. You hear the word. You hear the word that talks about your identity in him. You hear the word that tells you about who you are in him. And, 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 and all the while, the spirit of grace is working on the inside of you. And, 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 and all of a sudden, transformation happens. That's effortless transformation. That's heart transformation. It's not behavior modification. It's not that you worked real hard not to cuss. No, it's just that you uh, started to to have a a revelation of who you are in Christ. You see, I'm going to talk to you today about your identity. I want you to understand that grace uh, teaches you 
through uh, making your identity in Christ uh, real, real to you. Praise God. Grace teaches us by, by showing us uh, who we are. I want you to know this radical truth about your identity. I want you to understand, friend, listen to me very carefully now. I want you to understand that, that your behavior does not determine your identity. Your identity determines your behavior. You know, a lot of people think that it's, it's my behavior that's going to determine who I am. No. No, it's your identity that determines your behavior. If you have an identity issue, if you don't know who you are in Christ, you will always be struggling. And so what I want you to see today is, is who you are in, in Christ. Praise God. If you understand that, say amen. Now, uh, let's get started here today. I think that's enough uh, foundation. Uh, let's go over to the book of Romans. Chapter 7, uh, verse 6, and we'll get started. We'll get into this, amen. Uh, the book of Romans, uh, chapter 7, uh, verse 6. Now, remember, we're contrasting the grace and the covenant of grace with uh, living under the law of Moses, and we're going to see that as born-again believers, we're not under the law of Moses. Now, now to really understand grace and to not have any uh, of these misunderstandings about grace. You know, I've told you that I'm, I'm really looking to address some of the misconceptions uh, that people have when it comes to grace. One of the misconceptions is, well, grace sets us free to sin. Well, it does not set us free to sin. Grace sets us free to live right. Now, the only way you're going to understand this, however, is when you understand who you are in Christ. Remember, it's your identity, friend. It's your identity. Who are you? Who are you? It's your identity that's going to ultimately determine your behavior. And so one of the most important things for us to understand uh, in order to successfully operate in this covenant of grace is we have to understand who we are. we got to understand who we are in Christ. Now, let's look at this. Let's get into this now. Uh, let's, look at, let's look at this. Romans chapter 7, uh, verse 6. Uh, this is what he says now. We're going to get radical. Look at this. He says, but now we are delivered from the law. Stop right there. He's talking about the law of Moses. He's, he's, he's writing to Christians. He's talking about believers. And he says, we are delivered from the law. Well, friend, that's very clear. It sounds to me like we're not under the law. We're not under the law of Moses. Remember, we, we, we looked at that scripture. You can't combine grace and works of the law. Uh, you can't combine grace and truth that came by Jesus uh, with uh, the law that came by Moses. And so he says, uh, but now we are delivered from the law, that being dead, wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of, of the letter. Now, I want to break down this verse uh, to really see what he's saying. And uh, again, uh, this may be radical for you because a lot of us have been taught, no, no, we, we still got to perform to keep the law to be right with God. Watch, watch out now. Check this out. Now he says, but we are delivered from the law. Now the Greek word that is translated delivered, that word literally means to, to render inactive. It means to render inactive or to abolish. It means also to make something idle or of no effect. 
watch this now. If, you, if, if a religious person is listening to this, it's going to freak you out, man. But just, just bear with me. If you're listening to the audio, don't, don't turn off. Just bear, uh, bear with me now. I'm just reading you what this, what this uh, scripture is saying. Uh, and so this is literally saying we've been delivered from the law. Uh, that literally is saying that the law of Moses has been re- rendered inactive in the life of a believer. It is saying that the law of Moses has been abolished in the life of a believer, that it's been made idle, that it has no effect in the life of a Christian. Now, this word translated uh, delivered, this word also means to discharge. It means to sever or to separate from. And so, friends, what this is saying is that we as believers have been discharged or released from the law of Moses in the same way that a prisoner is released from prison. (laughs) <laughs> if Jesus is your Lord, man, Jesus took you out of the, the prison of the law. Okay, now this is radical because this sounds like I'm giving you a license to sin. Amen. It sounds like, Pastor, you're saying that we can just go and sin now. No. Remember, your identity determines your behavior. Who are you? And so you've been delivered out of the prison of the law. Your identity determines your behavior. You've, you have not been set free to sin. I'm going to tell you right now that the objective is holiness but, but you've been delivered from the law. Why? Well, let's read on. He says, that being dead wherein we were held, he's talking about the sin nature. Now, I don't have time to read the previous verses, verses here in, in, in this uh, chapter, but if you study this out, it becomes apparent that that being dead within we, wherein we were held is talking about the sin nature. This is referring to the old man. It's referring to the sin root. It's referring to who you were before you got into Christ. Now, friend, this verse is literally saying that we are not under the law. We've been released from the law because, because the part of us that the law was directed towards is dead. The sinner is dead. You see, this is why it's error when people say, uh, as a Christian, we're just sinners saved by grace. No, no, now watch out now. Let's be precise here, okay? Let's be, let's be very precise because if you're saved, you're no longer a sinner. Now, if you're saved, you were a sinner at one point, just like all of us were, but then you got born again, you got into Christ, now you're no longer a sinner, now you're saved. And, and now the Bible actually calls you a saint. Now tell me this, friends, why would a saint have to be kept in the prison of the law? You know, when you read the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not do that, uh, you know, uh, somebody who's, who's in Christ, somebody who understands who they are as the righteousness of God, uh, it, you know, that becomes self-explanatory. I'm not going to want to do that. You see, you see, the law is, is literally for a sinner. The law is for an unsaved person. The law is not for a born-again believer. A born-again believer has become the righteousness of God. You see, and so you are the righteousness of God. And this is why my response now, when somebody says you're giving people a license to sin, my response is, man, why would you want to sin? I mean, sin is not a good thing, friends. And, 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 and so it's, sin is not good. You know, this is one of the biggest deceptions of Satan is to make people think that there's something good about sin. Sin is not good. The Bible talks about the deceitfulness of sin. So even if it feels good in the moment, it might feel good to hop into the bed with somebody you're not married to. You know, it might feel good to do all that stuff. It might feel good to, 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 to smoke that weed. Uh, but ultimately, man, sin is going to mess up your life. Sin is going to hurt other people. Sin is going to mess up uh, your relationships in the, in the horizontal. 
Now, not your relationship with God. God is still going to love you. If you're in Christ, God loves you unconditionally. Uh, but it's going to mess up your life. It's going to mess up. It's going to give Satan access to your body to put sickness on you. Sin is not good. And so why would you want to have a license to sin? Child of God, if you think that you want to have a license to sin, you don't understand who you are in Christ. Remember, I said your identity determines your behavior. If you think that you need a license to sin, you're looking for a license to sin, then you, you, you got an identity issue. You're really struggling with, with accepting who you are in Christ. And so catch a hold of who you are in Him. You're not going to want to sin. The law sets you free to live right. And that's exactly what this verse is saying. He says, that being dead wherein we were held, the sin nature that we should serve, watch this, that we should serve now in newness of spirit, not in the oldness of the letter. And so you don't need the oldness of the letter. You don't need a, a new uh, list of commands. Do, don't do this. Thou shalt not have any ungodliness or worldly lusts. Now, no, that's not for you. That was for the unsaved person. No, man, if you're in Christ, you got the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You see, now us being free from the law gives us the liberty to live in the newness of spirit rather than the oldness of the letter. And so really what this does is it frees us up to live a spirit-filled life, a spirit-led life. I've told you before that every believer ought to be led by the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, you're not saved by being baptized in the Holy Spirit. You're saved purely by putting your faith in Jesus. But... I absolutely believe it is the will of God that everybody who is born of the Spirit ought to be led by the Spirit. And that's what he's saying, living in the newness of the Spirit. And so rather than us having a set of rules to follow, that's the letter, the Holy Spirit and the new creation on the inside of you. How many know the Bible says we're new creations? You're a brand new species of being that has never existed before. You now don't need the letter. You don't need the law. You don't need a list of commandments telling you, uh, don't do this. No, what you need is you need to be led by the Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit and the new creation on the inside of you is now teaching you this, friends, is how grace teaches us. Grace teaches us by the Spirit, not by the letter. Grace teaches us by the Spirit, not by the letter. Are you catching this? Amen. Everybody's still with me. And so you're free from the law, not so you can go and sin. No, you're free from the law so you can live right. Because if you understand who you are in Christ, you're not going to want to sin. Your identity, receiving your identity is crucial. Uh, and so it's important to understand that as Christians, we no longer have a sin nature. We no longer have a sin nature. Somebody says, Alex, how can you say that? Uh, well, friend, you want to understand the difference. You know, somebody says, how can you say that? We're all still sinning. You're right. We, we are all still sinning. Amen. But there's a difference now, friend, between the act of sinning and having a sin nature. You see, our sin nature was destroyed the moment we got born again. Flip over to Romans chapter 6 previous chapter, and we'll look at verse 6 there in a moment. Now, the, the sin nature was, was, the, was the old you. That's who we were before we got saved. You see, somebody who has a, a, a sin nature is, is someone who is uh, spiritually dead uh, uh, to God. 
uh, in fact, let's read this verse here. Romans chapter 6, verse 6. It'll, uh, and I'll go and uh, show you this. This is powerful, man. I'm telling you some radical things here. That's really going to set you free if you can get a hold of this. Uh, verse 6 says, he says this. He says, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, crucified with Jesus, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. We should not serve sin. You see, somebody who's looking for an excuse to sin is still a slave to sin. You're still serving sin, but you are not called to serve sin. And so how does this work? He says, our old man is crucified with him. Friend, this is a radical truth. The radical truth is this, that when Jesus died on the cross, our old man, our old self, the sinner, who we were before we got saved, literally died with him. You see, Jesus was made sin with our sin. Remember, the Bible said, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, so we could be made the righteousness of God in him. That's talking about a spiritual reality. You see, the sin nature is rooted in your spirit. It's not rooted in your soul, not rooted in your body. Uh, it affects your soul and your body. Remember, man is a spirit being. Man possesses a soul. That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. And man lives in a physical body. Now, to have a sinful nature has nothing to do with those thoughts, those crazy thoughts that go through your mind sometimes. It has nothing to do with having a sin nature. And it has nothing to do with the act of sinning. You see, when people, religion has, has taught people to think, well, a sinner is somebody who sins. No, no, not necessarily. Because there's a lot of Christians who, who, who are, you know, who, who might go and, and, and sin. doesn't mean they're a sinner. No, to be a sinner means to have a spirit that has been separated from God the Father through sin. Okay, and, and, and that really means literally to have a dead spirit to God. Because of the original sin, when Adam sinned, it separated, it severed the entire human race from the Father. And so to, to, to be a sinner simply means to have, a, a, to have that spiritual deadness on the inside of you and your spirit. Now watch this. Jesus was made sin with our sin. And so when he died, and, and how many know the Bible says those who, of us who are in Christ are joined unto him in the spirit. First uh, Corinthians six seventeen says we're one spirit with Christ. Man, catch this now. This means when Jesus died on the cross, the sin that we had, the, 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 the sinner in us, the old self in us died with him. We were literally joined to him right there when he died on the cross. We were with him in that sense on the cross, not physically, obviously, but spiritually. You see, I'm talking about spiritual things now. And so, and so in this verse, he says, our old man is crucified with him. It's not in the process of being crucified with him. Your old man is who you used to be. Amen. Now you have a new self, a born-again self, righteousness of God. And so the sinner in you was crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed. Body of sin is referring here to that sinful nature, to the sin root. Now, how many know if, if I have a sin root, of course, the fruit that I'm going to produce is, is sin action. 
Watch this now. When you got in Christ, friend, your sin root was destroyed, praise God. And so if you're in Christ, if you're born again, you no longer have a sin root. No, what you got now is you have a root of righteousness. Christ is now in you. The Bible said Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, your earnest expectation of good. Amen. And so Christ is in you. Christ is now your root. Amen. And so the fruit you ought to produce is is right living. But watch this, if we don't teach this right, if we don't get this word right, if we don't rightly divide the word, in other words, if we walk around saying we're sinners saved by grace, well, then my wrong identification will now prevent me from operating in who I am in Christ. Are you catching this now? And so, and so who you are in your born-again spirit is righteous. Who you are in your born-again spirit is, is identical to Jesus, yet, yet now what you got to do is you got to renew your mind to that. And so, friend, as a, as a believer, you, you don't have a sin root. Now, somebody says, well, pastor, it sure feels like it. Well, friend, the reason it feels like it is simply because you have not yet completely renewed your mind to who you are in Christ. All of us are still in the process of, of renewing our mind, you see. Because so, when the old man, that old self, when the sinner vacated the premises... Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You know, the Bible says we're new creations. And so you have a brand new, you are literally a brand new you. You know, still got the same body, still got the same soul, uh, but your spirit has been recreated. He's completely recreated your spirit. He didn't fix up the old you. No, the old you died. There is a new you that came in. The new you is the righteousness of God. I want you to say boldly, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Look to somebody and say, I'm the righteousness of God. doesn't matter whether or not you're living it. I want you to say right now, I'm just as righteous as Jesus. I know this is radical. This is radical, but friend, the truth is, the new you has moved in, amen. The new you is there. The old man, the old self is gone. The sinner is dead. You're not a sinner saved by grace. The sinner is dead. You're now the righteousness of God. But watch this. While the old man, the sinner, has vacated the premises, what happened is he left a residue behind. That old self, who you used to be before you got saved, left a residue behind in your soul. Now that residue in your soul, your spirit is perfect in Christ. Your soul, however, carries that residue of the old self. And that, old, that, that residue is simply the old mindset. It's your old way of thinking. It's how you've always thought. It's, it's the habits and the beliefs you've always had. And so our job simply is now to renew our minds to who we are in Christ. Amen. Is to get rid of that old thinking, that old software that said, oh, I'm, I'm just no good. Or, you know, that old thinking that says, oh, I think sin is good. You know, I think sin is fun. No. You want to get rid of that way of thinking. That's, that's a lie from Satan. As a, as, a, as a born again believer, you don't want nothing from Satan. No, it's disgusting, amen. Satan is disgusting. Praise God. You know we want nothing from him. And so, and so, what you got to do is you got to renew your mind to who you are in Christ. When you begin to renew your mind on the righteousness of God, 
Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just as righteous as Jesus, amen. Jesus has become my righteousness. Uh, when you do that, when you now begin to renew your mind, now the Holy Spirit uh, has something to work with. Now the Holy Spirit uh, can, can work on the inside of you and he can, and grace can teach you. You see, grace teaches you as we learn, as you learn to think in accordance with what the word of God says about you. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. To learn more about our ministry and to access the full-length audios of this and other teachings, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, go to alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. Now I pray you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.